0: Hey there, my name's Chris and I'm one of the pastors of Horizon Church and we are overjoyed that you are joining us today. I don't know about you, but as a parent, one of the things that my kids do all day long, it literally feels like it happens six million times a day, is they ask questions. There are so many questions that they ask each and every day. Can you please tell my sister to leave me alone, to stop touching me? Hey daddy, can we go to the park? Hey, can you buy us this? Can we please have a treat? It's like like we're living in a zoo and they they want us to like throw them some food. Like we're at a petting zoo. It's It's so bizarre. These questions go on and on and on. Can we go swimming later today, Daddy? Can we go on a scooter ride? Can you make sure that we have dinner? It's like, we aren't going to feed them. What in the world? Like, we, we pretty have a pretty good track record of feeding them each and every day. Three meals a day, snacks in between. The questions never end, it feels like. And then there's a whole other category of questions that they ask us each and every day that are follow-ups to the, can we go to the park? Can we go on a scooter ride? And when I tell them later, or we're going to go this afternoon, it always comes with another question. It, it comes with, Do you promise? Do you promise that you're going to take us to the park later? Do you promise that we can play a game after breakfast? Do you promise that we can go swinging in the front yard? Do you really promise? And there's one theme that runs throughout the Bible, and it's a theme that God is faithful. God is faithful. There are so many verses in scripture. We can go to the book of Lamentation and Jeremiah writes the words that God is faithful and his mercies fall afresh each and every single day. Or we go to the New Testament that says that Paul writes that God is faithful and he will strengthen you. Oh God, how faithful you are. That theme is throughout the scriptures. But I don't know about you that even as God is faithful, our experience each and every day seems nothing like that. For me in my own life, what I see and what I experience on a Sunday morning is nothing like I see in the world Monday through Saturday. Because I see finances that are falling apart, I see jobs that are lost, relationships that are broken, I see chaos. I see hurt. I see pain. I see miscarriages. I see cancer. And it feels like like nothing around me is faithful. And I have to ask a question like God, God, where are you in this? Where are you, God? Do you even love me? Do you see me? Do you hear when I cry? God, where are you? Are you really faithful? Do you really love me? And here's the thing. I think we, we have to understand what God's faithfulness is in the chaos. Because when I hear faithfulness in the scriptures, I immediately think that life is great. And that's probably just me. But when I hear God that God is faithful, it means my life is great. And there are absolutely no struggles. There are, there's no chaos. There's no trials of life. Things are going to go well because God is faithful. And to all the people that love God, God will be faithful and make their life great. But God's faithfulness means this. This is what God's faithfulness means. God's faithfulness means that God will do what God says he will do. God will do what he says he will do. When everything else around us feels chaotic, when everything else around us feels uncertain, when we are filled with doubt and worry, God is faithful. God is going to do what God says he will do. That's what it means for God to be faithful. It's not that, that, that life is going to be easy. It's not that life will be just perfectly grand for us without trial, without struggle. Because Jesus actually says the complete opposite to us in Matthew. Jesus tells us that in this life, there's gonna be struggles, it's gonna be hard, but take heart, take heart, because God is faithful, right? Even when there is struggle, God is faithful. I wanna share with you today one of my favorite Psalms, it's Psalm 36. So if you've got your Bible nearby, go ahead and open it up and turn to Psalm 36. Download the Bible app and follow along on your phones. It's a great resource that I use each and every week. So open up to Psalm 36, and we'll be starting at verse 3. Just to give you a little context on Psalm 36, these are written by a guy named David. You probably know David from that David and Goliath fame. So at this point, David is the king of Israel. He's the king of Israel. He's been anointed the king of Israel, but yet there's, there's a problem here. There's still another guy that thinks he's king named Saul, and King Saul doesn't like it that David now is going to be the king. And so Saul is attempting to kill David. He's attempting to kill David. And David writes these words in the midst of that struggle, in the midst of fearing for his own life. He writes these words. The words of their mouths are wicked and deceitful. They fail to act wisely or do good. Even on their beds, they plot evil they commit themselves to a sinful course and do not reject what is wrong. You probably know someone that you would want to write these words about an ex, a boss. But see, they're not just words about someone that they don't like. David writes these words about someone that is trying to kill him, it's really literally after his own life. And then he writes these words about who God is. Your love, Lord, reaches to the heavens. Your faithfulness to the skies. Your love, God, they can't be contained. They're they're indescribable. They're so abundant that I can't even really write about them. They, They reach to the vastness of the world. Your righteousness is like the highest mountains. Your justice like the great deep. You, Lord, preserve both people and animals. How priceless is your unfailing love, O God. People take refuge in the shadow of your wings. They feast on the abundance of your house. You give them drink from your river of delights. For with you is the fountain of life, and in your light we see light. So I want to spend the rest of our time together just giving you three truths from this story, this passage in Psalm 36. Three truths that David shares with us here about who God is and how God is faithful in our lives. Even in the chaos, the first thing that we are reminded of in Psalm 36 is that even when we're in the middle of the chaos, even when life is full of chaos, God's love for us is steady. Did you hear that word? That God's love for us is as vast as the heavens. It's as vast as the heavens. God's love for us is as vast as the heavens. It's a truth that I've needed to know this last year. Today, this Sunday marks one year ago that we had to go virtual when coronavirus closed down everything around us. We were in complete panic mode as a church. This past year, was a struggle in my own life of what it would look like to be the church. Last January and February, we were doing amazing of what we thought the church should look like. Most churches in America, I think it's like 80% of churches in America worship less than 100 people. Last January and February, we were hitting those marks of being over 100. We were moving on to what is called being sustainable as a new church start. And everything around us crashed, it felt like. On March 15th, when we did our first online service, we didn't do it well. And Eric and I struggled each and every day of like, what does it mean to be the church? Because the church that we thought we were, the church that we thought Horizon was, was no longer. It was no longer. We were online. Things were shut down. The ways that we were shining light in this community were no more. And we struggled. I have to admit that we struggled. Because so much of who we were were wrapped up in those things. And it felt like God was absent in our own lives. Yet in the midst of that chaos, God continued to speak into my life and say, Chris, you are loved. Your worth is not measured by your productivity, by how many people show up on a Sunday morning to your church. I don't care if your church explodes after COVID or if it collapses, because you are loved and you are a faithful servant when everything around you feels like it's chaotic and uncertain and you are filled with doubt, there is no better thing to know that even in the chaos that God's love for you is steady. God's love for you is steady. Because here's the deal, even if you haven't really experienced chaos in this last year, there are storms that will come in life. Storms are coming and we need a shelter we need a place of refuge because storms will come in our lives no matter what happens. Storms will come. The storms of life, they will blow wind and they will, there will be howling wind and rain that feels like we will crumble and we will need a place to shelter, a place to be a safehold and a stronghold for our lives. When I served a church in Nashville, it was a beautiful historic church. It was the kind of place that you would want to get married in because it had that beautiful center aisle. It was built in the late 1800s, had a gorgeous organ. There were music videos of Reba McIntyre and We the Kingdom have been filmed there. It's a gorgeous sanctuary. And in 1998, the city of Nashville experienced a deadly tornado that ripped across the metropolitan area right through downtown and hit this historic church in East Nashville and blew out the east wall of the sanctuary. The entire east wall of this historic sanctuary was crumbled and sitting out on the street. The bricks were just thrown about. The wind and the rain almost destroyed this sanctuary. And even though this mighty strong wall was gone, there was one important thing that still stood in place, and it was that historic organ. It was one of the oldest organs in all of the state of Tennessee. And on the organ, even despite the rain and the wind and a howling tornado that came right through that city, the sheet music from that previous Sunday still sat on the bench there of the organ. And after the storm passed and the sirens were gone, the people of Nashville came out onto the streets to inspect the damage. And some of the church members came to the church to, to, to weep at the wall that was gone and the organist noticed that the, the music was still up on the organ. And he climbed over the bricks that were now thrown about the street to get into the building. And he climbed up onto that organ and he played the song. And it became a sign that God's presence was still steady, even in amidst the chaos for that community. That the church was still there to shine light and ignite change that there was a storm in their life, absolutely, but God's love and protection was still present and steady in the chaos. Even when everything around us is chaotic, God's love and protection is steady in our lives. The third truth I want to share with you from Psalm 36 is even in the chaos, God's provision for us is steady. God's provision for us is steady. And this is really taken right out of Matthew 6, when Jesus tells us not to worry. Not to worry because we have a heavenly father that hears us and knows our need. David writes that there is a table of abundance in Psalm 36. There's a table of abundance. Even though someone is trying to literally kill David, is after his life, he still is reminded that God's provision in his life is abundance. It's been in the past. It's been a truth in David's life in the past and will continue to be in the future that there is abundance around David. How quick I know in my own life, I am to forget how the ways that God has provided in the past. Because now, In this uncertain and chaotic time, I want to completely throw my hands up and be like, Where are you, God? Where are you? But Psalm 36 reminds us the truth that God has provided in the past and God will continue to provide in the future. That there is a table of abundance in God's house for us. And so I want to go back to that question that my kids ask me all the time Do you promise? do you promise? And here's the thing. We actually probably are worse than my kids of asking that six million times a day. I think each and every day we we wake up and we ask God, do you really promise to love us? Do you really promise to protect us? Do you really promise to provide for us? And overwhelmingly, God says every day, yes, yes. The answer to that promise is yes, because I am faithful. I am going to do what I say I'm going to do. God promises us to be faithful, even in the chaos, to love us, to protect us, and to provide for us. Would you pray with me? God, we we love you, Lord. But so often in our lives, we question where you are, because our life is filled with with chaos. It's filled with storms that are crashing in on us. We get filled with doubt and questions, and we forget that you are present. You are present, and you are loving us. You are protecting us, and you are providing for us in this moment. God, today, move in our hearts. Move in our hearts to take a step of faith, to take a step of faith, to acknowledge that you have been faithful and we can trust in you, trust in you to take that next step to where you have called us today. Lord, we love you and we thank you for your grace. We pray this in Christ's name, amen. Thanks again for joining us. We hope that you have experienced God's love more today than ever before. Before you leave, I ask that you would go ahead and hit that like button, subscribe to our YouTube channel. And if you have any prayer requests, put them right now in the comments. We would love to be in prayer for you and how God is moving in your life. Thanks again for joining us. Have a great day.